Thanks for listening to Pick Your Battles. I'm Kayla. And I am Dana. And we have, I know we have said this before, that we have like a special guest. Every guest is special. Right. But this guest is super special to me and my family because, can I say obsessed? I can. I will. (laughs) Oh, stop. (laughs) I'm obsessed with Emily. Um, She is Wyatt's nurse practitioner that um, that we have all just like fallen in love with. And I will just say, after our first visit, we walked out and Jimmy goes, you love her, don't you? I was like, I do. (laughs) That's amazing. The feelings are mutual. Come on now. That's wonderful. Please introduce yourself to, you know, to our listeners. Uh, My name is Emily Rusticus and I am a nurse practitioner at Granville Pediatrics. I love it. It's wonderful. Kids are 100% my passion. Yeah, it's been a pretty awesome career. So in September, uh, Alex and I had twins. It took us a while to be ready for number three. We have Blair, who's a six-year-old, and Elliot, who's my three-year-old. We were, you know, okay, let's do this. Let's go for number three and boom, number three and four. So (laughs) (laughs) we are all adjusting and it is a process that is for sure. That's kind of me in a nutshell. Oh, and we cannot forget Scout, who is, you know, sitting underneath my legs right now in the closet corner. So, yep, she's our little Australian shepherd mutt. So I remember, I don't remember what appointment it was, but you walked in and I was like, oh my gosh, you're pregnant. And you were like twins. Ah, Like it took you uh, no time. And I was like, are we happy? Is that good? I know. know. You could go really any way with that. Right. And um, yeah, it kind of would depend on the day where I'd be like, this is so great. What a beautiful miracle of life to like, Ah, this that is was me pregnant with one so I can't <laughs> yeah, exactly. imagine with twins one day I'm like I'm glowing I'm stunning yes. and the next day I was yes. like fuck everything I know. <laughs> exactly I hate my life yeah. nobody understands <laughs> that is the truth that is uh, life and motherhood in a nutshell right like mm-hmm. the highs and lows and everything in between we just we're here for it yeah. um part of why I think I just love my job so much is because it's such a wonderful way to connect with other moms. Oftentimes the mom is the one bringing uh, the child to the appointments. I think that that's just kind of how it ends up going. And it's just a great time to connect and to really be like, how's it really going? Because I know it's not always great and that's okay. And let's talk about it, right? Let's be honest about it. That's just like a really cool um, responsibility that I feel like I have and a really great chance that I have to really connect with others well that's really cool that you like check in on the mom because I feel like even sometimes when I go to my pediatrician appointments with Mason they're kind of rushed like there's another person after me and so it's like we do what we have to do and then unless I'm like actively asking a question we just kind of go through the motion so it's really cool that you take the time to like be like how's it really going you know, and honestly, I make sure that I have the time. I mean, I don't have necessarily the same responsibilities as pediatricians. That's kind of wonderful. Like I can set my schedule and I can set it so that I have a little bit longer time and I don't have to like see so many patients in a day. Yeah. I feel like moms kind of need that too, where it's like, oh, this is actually for more than just my two month old. Well, thank you. Yeah. You know, like that's, that's important. It's important to me. And I think it's important for all of us moms out there. 
for just having somebody who's kind of like unbiased, not, you know, a family person checking in and just, yeah, making sure we're doing all right. Cause we need yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Sure. And, and yeah. I can totally vouch being on the receiving end of it. I get to see Deborah at the front desk and I get to see, <laughs> <laughs> I get to see all the other ladies and oh, all the MAs fun. and like, it's great. So that sort of leads into my first question is as a new mom, everything is swirling around. You're, you're trying to figure out you know, what just happened physically. And then in the hospital, you're asked, who's your pediatrician going to be? And for me, I was like, uh, that's a Did great question. Talk about that. <laughs> I guess I should have figured that out. So from yeah. like a medical standpoint, you know, when should that during the pregnancy kind of happen? Like, is that something totally. that should be done? And also like, what should you be looking for? That, that's a great question. And I do think it is important to kind of shop around, right? Because finding the right pediatrician is like truly, you know, finding the right relationship for the next 18 years, which sounds really weird, but it's true. I mean, you're going to see them, you need to trust them. You like, I mean, truly a lot more than your own doctor. A good place to start probably when you enter that third trimester, start looking around. Most offices will have like either a get acquainted or like I'm new kind of interested type visit where you can walk around, you can ask questions, um, kind of get the lay of the land and understand how the office works. Um, you know, what do they do after hours? Do they have weekend hours? What do you, you do if you've been up all night and then have no idea when to bring them in? I think that's an important way to kind of just start the process um, and feel comfortable with what's going on. Kind of just really doing your research. And yes, you don't need to do it right away, but certainly it's kind of nice to at least go into the hospital having an idea of what you want and who you want um, uh, to be kind of taking care of you moving forward. And what if, you know, there's someone out there that's nervous to go to another provider and maybe be afraid that they're going to like hurt their feelings or have some sort sure. of guilt about it or something? Huge. And honestly, like we've all been there. Everyone is entitled to that right fit like a therapist, like any sort of important relationship in your life, it's not always going to be the perfect fit, right? And it's important to kind of, if you have to shop around to find that relationship, you guys need to find the right fit for you. And that's what's most important. I do have a question. What is like a piece of advice that you give your patients and other mothers, but you kind of struggle maintaining yourself? Oh, that is a good one. And there's... <laughs> Oh God, there's there. I mean, I, I hate saying that there's so many, like that's so bad. <laughs> I think what's really easy is to go by the book until you are like right there in the thick of it. Right. I think a big one is, is sleep, like sleep for babies where parents come in and I'm like, you gotta be a hard ass and you have got to ferberize these babies and let them cry. And I mean, then I try to go through it with my own babies at home. And I'm like, this is really hard. Like, this <laughs> it is, is hard. so hard. Why did I say that? This is what you have to do. Cause it's not right. If that doesn't work for you, we'll figure it out. You know. <laughs> I feel like that is like the number one. I mean, that is huge. I think sleep is such a 
such a hard thing for moms. And I think until I was in the thick of it with kids, it was very easy for me to just go by the book and tell them everything that I knew needed to be said. And then, yep, right there in the thick of it with my first Blair, I, I was just like, wow, this is so much harder than I could have even imagined. So, I mean, it's good to know that you also struggle with that because it is hard especially when you know there's a difference between the whining cry and the like I want my mom cry so when that cry comes out it's so hard to just like yep just wait see if they'll get over it yeah so you really need to do what's best for your family because it might be something where what's best for the family right now who's working all different hours is for their three-year-old who wakes up in the middle of the night to crawl right on in bed with them at three in the morning. Totally cool. Like yeah. that's fine. And, um, you know, is that what we would say at the end of the day? Like if we were just reading straight from, you know, the textbook, no, but you just got to do what's best for your family. And I have realized that full on. I can only imagine having four different sleep patterns and wants and needs. Yeah. And having two of them be infants, let alone. (laughs) We set the bar real low because we feel like we can just only go up. That's true. (laughs) Um, So we had reached out and asked what questions they would want to ask their pediatrician. Um, Maybe they were too scared or too nervous to ask. And we got a few responses. So, and you actually already answered one. One was like letting them, your kiddo cried out. A lot of questions about vaccines. Um, You know, people, Mm. I feel Another hot topic. Yeah. So talk about that. Give us kind of your, let us pick your brain about vaccines. Sure. You know, what's really nice is I don't feel like our office, like I don't feel like my patients have that much of an issue with it because it's kind of like you're screened right when you're like right from the get-go because we follow the recommended CDC schedule um, and this is why but we're also like very willing to talk things through and um, I think vaccines are hard in the sense for some people just given kind of like the 2000s and beyond Um, so measles was completely eradicated in the United States uh, 20 years ago And then all of the sudden, on the cusp of a physician who shall not be named, he definitely screwed the pooch with his theory on autism and MMR vaccines. And I feel like we've been kind of fighting it ever since, which is a big bummer. There really is no truth to it at all. He was actually stripped of his medical license, which is pretty significant. But we're still having, you know, we're still just having such an issue with it. And as a result, measles is back again. Um, You know, chicken pox is all around. Hep A is a thing. And all of these things are really sad and can be really devastating to kids. So I think, you know, at least from my experience, the biggest thing with vaccines scheduled, what are your questions? How can we work through this? How can I make you feel more comfortable about it? And oftentimes we get to the point where we realize or families realize the actual disease is so much worse than the vaccine right? that somehow they feel comfortable with it, you know? And mm-hmm. and, and if that's where I have to get you, then fine. For I'll- me, it's also like, as my daughter's getting these vaccines, they're like, yep, she's getting this and this and this today. And I'm like, 
hold on, what were those words and those sentences? Like, can we slow down? And that's- Yes. So I think that's huge that my pediatrician will be like, we're doing this and this covers this and this. So like, so I can understand and grasp what exactly are these words and things that are going into her body? Because it's a lot. It's a lot of vaccines. It's, you feel like it's a lot for their little bodies and Mm -hmm. that can be really scary, right? Um, And I think it's important to kind of trust the process, trust their wonderful, beautiful immune systems. Um, Cause it's, it is, it's, it's a fantastic thing. And we can be so thankful for science because we have seen historically um, how devastating it can be without it. And it is, I mean, it's just kind of a, it's a bummer that we're kind of back to this place where it's like, Ooh, like, who do I trust here? You know, like my friend on Facebook or my pediatrician, that's just the world we live in now. And in a way I totally get it because everything is so a click away and everything, everything can look so legit. So then you're just Mm -hmm. stuck as a mom. So confused with what to believe, who to believe, what are these words? This seems confusing. Right. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I have some resources that we recommend, which might be nice for your listeners. Obviously the CDC is great. I mean, it just kind of really spells things out um, in detail and spells out really the, the, the viruses of concern, you know, why we're concerned about it and why we vaccinate against those. But also um, the big one that I send to people is called chop.edu. And CHOP is Children's Hospital um, of Pennsylvania. And then hopefully get some of those questions answered. And then we never, ever, public service announcement, never, ever be nervous or concerned that you are going to sound silly or stupid with any of the questions that you um, bring forth regarding vaccines. Because I can assure you that if you're wondering it, somebody else at some point has also been wondering it, you know? Um, So that's an important thing to do. And also... At the end of the day, just trust your pediatrician because they are the ones that have been doing it time and time again and are staying up to date on what's the best practice. They know, they, they really do know, and they really want what's best for your child. Um, and I think that that's really important to remember too. I can go into detail on, you know, the COVID vaccine and all that good stuff, but at the end of the day, also doing what's best for your family, I think is really important too. So, you know, I'm not gonna, that's one of those, that our office, um, it's optional. Flu vaccine is optional. Um, things like that. And and really that's kind of family dependent on, on what they feel most comfortable with. Um, so for us, you know, all we know is the babies, the toddlers, you know, the young kids, but like you said, this is going to be a provider that our kids are going to be seeing till they're 18. So we did get, um, I got personally got a question about birth control and Mm. is that something that falls under your umbrella? Is that something that when they're, gosh, I don't know. What age? Well, you think about when they first have their period and we typically like them to at least go through a couple of years, um, after getting their period, just to kind of see what their cycle is going to do um, before starting birth control. Obviously, um, if birth control is for other reasons, and then we have that kind of a conversation too. But if birth control is for like heavy periods or pain, discomfort, things like yeah, acne, yeah. Um, things like that, then we have that discussion. But I really like them to at least be like two years post um, periods. Uh, to have that discussion. And then there's obviously the discussion. I mean, this is like, it's, it's, it's a 
tricky area because, you know, yes, you know, adolescent girls are able um, to get birth control from their pediatrician without their parents knowing. Um, I didn't know that. It's the law. It is the law. But with that, because it gets tricky because they're also under their parents' insurance. So it's got to be billed somewhere. Right. You know? So, I mean, you do have some people who will go to great lengths to like only pay in cash and like make it all sneaky in that way. But what I will say is, um, it's a discussion that we oftentimes are at least able to, um, get the adolescent on board with letting mom know. Um, because it's an important thing. It's an important thing for us to kind of foster that relationship between, um, the adolescent girl and her mom or dad, whoever that is. Um, because yeah, if you're using birth control for the reason of, you know, being sexually active or otherwise, um, it's important that your parents are somehow, um, kind of in the know, at least for that conversation. So yeah, that's, that's a tricky one. That is for sure. Well, you're with that, Kayla. Oh my yeah. Listen, oh my, my parents did not let me go on a date. I couldn't date, like go on a date until I was 16. And I was not allowed to go on a date until I was on birth control. Oh, so like they were Mason. like checking all the boxes going yes. on a date. Okay. But birth yep. control first had the yep. talk, all this. Yep. Yeah. My dad that's was good. like, I have three that's girls. Good. Hell no. <laughs> right. Right. I love it. That is, it, it worked for us. So. Good parenting right there. Yeah. Now you know what to do, Kayla. You That's know right. what to do. Get ready, yes. baby May. Oh, right. oh I know. Hey, girl. Yes. You're not going on a date till you're 20, though. <laughs> right. Gotta yeah. raise them right. Exactly. <laughs> we decided today that Wyatt was going to be like the protector of Mason. Yeah. I mean, like, I definitely think they'll make out once or twice. Yeah. But well, just to like feel it out, see how, right, yeah, right. See how it goes. Yeah. yeah. And then oh, but like, he will. Mm-hmm. He'll be like the big brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got it. Like, what that. are you looking at? Yeah. Yes. Oh, Talk. I love it, guys. That's <laughs> a good relationship to have for sure. That's what awesome. if they actually hate each other? That's not going to happen. You're right. You're right. It's not possible. Um, I just have such a love for all the babies and um, all the care that I can give to them from newborn on. I mean, that's probably where my passion lies is being able to have that relationship early and see them get big and grow. I mean, it's just fantastic. And also I would say like on that front, being able to know who your support people are, like if it's not family, I mean, there's plenty of people who aren't local but just being able to connect people with different resources uh, is really important to me as well because stuff is out there and it, it, you know, sometimes you're just so overwhelmed in your postpartum world where you're like, I just don't even know where to look. I don't know what to do. I just know that I need help. And that's and, okay. And it makes you feel because alone that's a- too when you feel like oh. that. So having those resources is huge. Mm-hmm. Totally. Hey, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is motherhood. Well, thank you for joining us in your closet. Yeah. As we are yes. You're very welcome. Thank you, girls. Kayla, it was nice to meet you. And nice Dana, to nice you. to see you. I know. This is, you know what's so funny? I just realized because pandemic baby, this is the first time I've seen your face. Really? Your whole face. 
other than on like social media, but oh, like right, right, right. in person. Yes. Wow. Mask always. Big deal. Big deal. Yep. Yeah. I do have cool. teeth. I have teeth. Them, you know, <laughs> beautiful smile. Hey, that is so crazy. Yeah. 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 Gotta love it. Gotta, Gotta love, love it. it. Little COVID yeah. blessing here on this uh, hey, Zoom we'll platform. Take what we can. <laughs> For sure. Well, you guys enjoy your night you and well. keep up with the podcast. You're doing great. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Yeah. Emily. We yeah, will you see bet. you soon. Yeah. Sounds good. See you later. Okay. Bye. All right. Well, that was really great information. And um, until next time, I guess we'll say, don't forget, it's okay to pick your battles. And it's okay if you pick the wrong one.